You're listening to Yes Mom, We're Still Active, a podcast where three brothers sit down and discuss humor, culture, and other crazy stuff on the covenant path. Amen. That's what we're going to do today. All right, let's fade out the music. That's yeah, some great it's, music. It's done well, I just feel like turning that up and dancing to it. Don't and moshing to it. Let's mosh right now. in the studio. Start jumping up and down for it. The studio's getting nice. Like, I like all the upgrades we're making. We're making lots of them. No one knows we're recording in Tom's basement. It can seem like we have a Joe Rogan studio. Actually, if people saw how decked out Tom's office down here is, they'd be jealous. No no natural light. No judgment, right? No judgment. I like it. I sit down here in the dark and code all day long. There you go. So, speaking of uh, getting up and moving in the dark, let's talk about uh, how we first met people when we moved to Anchorage, Alaska. Mm. So, if you remember, we moved in the middle of the school year from Mississippi January in the up to of Anchorage, winter. Alaska in January. I remember taking that first breath of Anchorage cold air that like burned my lungs. Yeah, we were up there in January of 1990, and what a what a shock from yeah. Mississippi to Anchorage, Alaska. And not just winter, but like pitch black because it was winter. There's no sunrise. Well, yeah, not until about not, 10, 10, 30. Right, in the day. So it was like, what is going on? What is this place we've landed? And I remember before, was it before we started high school or maybe right after that mom's like, oh, I found out where your seminary class is and we're going to dump you into a seminary class. Well, I, we already had hard stories from Mississippi being in seminary. Yeah. I mean, especially being... I never went to seminary in Mississippi, so well, tell us about your... There's very few of us that were members of the church in our high school. And... We lived, at that time, we lived within walking distance of the high school. It maybe took us 10 minutes to walk there. From our house. From our house. And seminary was a 45-minute drive away at the bishop's house, right? Mm -hmm. And so there were many times, especially when I first started seminary, where dad would get up and we would have to be on the road by 5.15 so we could be to the house. or six. Yeah, by Mm six-ish. And we were just in the bishop's, the bishop's wife taught seminary. And a lot of times we would pull up to the driveway and have to. Hello. Like they were asleep. Yeah. Like she wasn't even ready. <laughs> Who was that? Well, how, hold on. To be fair, how big was the class? It wasn't like there was a, a line of people at her front <clears throat> it door. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, your student is here. You're, you're one student. You know, there was a few of us. They're like this. They're like. Come in, Tom. Um, <laughs> exactly. Susie, she was in there. Co- coffee's brewing. Don't tell anybody. We're going <laughs> to start sleeping. She was in her bathrobe and, and her curlers, and uh, she'd have to go up. She'd, she'd get me started reading whatever. the old, I think it was Old Testament. It was horrible. I did not have good experiences because then the bishop would take me, and on his way to work, <laughs> drop you he off? would drop me off at a little podunk gas station. Like right? an abandoned gas station, was no, it? No, it, it, was, it was functioning. Okay. Which is the one right on that corner before you turn to Caledonia. Yeah. Yeah. And then felt abandoned. <laughs> we I had to catch a bus back up to where back the high school to the was, high school. Which was like what, twenty more minutes? Yeah, about another twenty minutes. Wow. And kids would say, Hey, don't you they'd see me standing at the bus stop and the buses <laughs> would drive by and kids are like flipping me off and stuff and laughing at me. And, <laughs> and then all kids doing bus. Yeah. And <laughs> and like I'd get off the bus and they're like <laughs> Don't you live just right over there? Like, literally point to my house. Why are you on the bus? Like, what are you doing 20 minutes oh, from your house no. every morning? Yeah. I had to tell them, well, I go to a Bible study in the morning. And they're like, Bible study in the morning? That's Wednesday. That's Wednesday evenings. Don't you what, know? What church do you go to? Oh, no. So yeah. we should back up and talk about seminary. Pat, do you want to give us a short description of what seminary, seminary is? Seminary is a early, outside of Utah. 
It's an early morning religious class where each year of high school you study a different book of Scripture. Old Testament, New Testament, Book of Mormon, and then the Doctrine and Covenants and Pearl of Great Price, which is other modern-day revelation. Yep. There you go. So you came in on the Old Testament, and then that, that's a whole, I didn't know you had to do that. That's a horrible morning. It was a horrible like, morning. hey, let's start your morning right All by seminary. yourself. Especially writing with the bishop. I mean, first of all, it wasn't too deep leadership. And second of all, I had to listen to, like, some weird NPR for 30 minutes, you know. And it's not NPR, NPR. It's NPR, Mississippi, NPR. So, well, like, today we heard there's a cow up on the bridge. <laughs> and, uh, in other news, there's, like, a moonshine. It was horrible. Yeah. Tornado hit the county line. Yeah. He talked, Shh, Tom. But I kept going. I kept doing it, man. So I why kept, why kept, did you do that? Like, why didn't you just quit? Cause, I, I mean, I because mom would not have let him. No, mom wasn't even awake, was she? No, dad's the one that took me. Yeah, our Why dad, I... who was not even active in church, was the one spearheading that seminary yeah. drive. Yep, that's nuts. That's nuts. That's why my dad will okay, be. So then we moved to Alaska. The terrestrial kingdom. Yeah, my dad will they'll get upgraded fishing. to the terrestrial just for that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, so seminary, just so everyone knows, it is a program, four-year program. It is one that you could earn educational credits doing. It's established by the church educational system. and You get um, church educational credits, which are worth nothing. No, that's not true. If you <laughs> want to go to a church-owned college, you will need those church credits. Let's be honest. There's only one. Oh, no, church. there's BYUI. BYU-Hawaii. And BYU-Hawaii. Right, BYU. And BYU-P for What's Provo. P? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, anyway, oh, there's LDS Business College, now right. Enzyme Business All College. Right. That was okay. Pathways, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so that was your first experience, and I remember hearing about that because I was next in line to join the class. So by the time I got there, there was a couple more kids, and it was taught in the home of somebody else. But and I was driving at that point, You were too. driving. So we actually we took the yellow station wagon down into Mississippi, and then we earned towards Columbus, and then we drive it back. Exactly. Anyways, the point is we started going to seminary class. Down in Mississippi. I know. You were so spoiled. We actually had people in the class. Well, there was you, me, one other guy. And then <laughs> well, there was a few, right? Because we had Jennifer Wingo. We had Colleen Trago. Her mom was Oh, teaching. that's right. Jennifer Wingo. Colleen right? Trago. Yeah. Tom had a crush on Colleen uh, Trago. No, I did. Are we allowed to say that in the podcast? We all had a crush on Colleen <laughs> The problem, though, was that in Mississippi, there was only, what, two young women? In? Colleen yeah. was one of them. Denise DeRosa. Yeah. Dating pool wasn't large. We'll do it one was, on dating it was hard. It was hard in the South being a member of the church. It was. And then, and then we, get, we get to go to Alaska, right? Then we move to Alaska, and that's where our story picks back up, because instantly they're like, hey, we found a seminary class for you guys. And we were like, oh, oh great. How far no. away is this one? Yeah, Let's and they were like, dog sled. It How actually, many kids are in that class? And I remember we went, and it was in this lady's basement. Her name was Kim McLemore. And we walked down the basement, and she converted a whole room of her house into like a seminary room. And there had to have been like 15 kids. Down. Yeah, it seemed like it was like, wow, is this what seminary is supposed to be like? Yeah, we were blown it away. It was still super early. It was. It was, it was early morning. Six, yeah. six, I want to bring that yeah, up six. because the kids in Utah do not know how good they have it to be able to do time release. When I heard that, kids, it almost seemed like a fairy tale. You know, in Utah, kids can just leave school and do seminary at lunch. You're like, what? Go across the street. They don't have to get up at 4.30 to get ready (laughs) for school. So my seminary experience in Alaska was a little... By the time I went to seminary, um, I had Sister Hardy. 
Okay. She was my civic teacher. And I, you know, I was a She loud, loved you, I bet. I was a loudmouth, funny guy. I would pick on people. I would make fun of people's prayers. Like, that's wow. I was a rebel. What about during the prayer? Or would you wait at least tell no, them they I said mean, amen? I remember one time there was a girl in our class named Tara. And she was like, um, she was like senior class. She was seminary class president. Is this Tara Clark? So this girl named Tara, Tara Clark. Hello, Tara, if you listen. I still remember this. <laughs> my wife's sister. You, you got to apologize about. now. I, I felt, I remember I felt like she was like using her status as class president to like make, ask me to do something I didn't want to do. Oh, so no. Sister Hardy's like, Tara, who should say the closing prayer? She goes, Pat, will you say the closing prayer? And I just explode. Like, no, Tara, you always ask me, won't you say the closing prayer? And it just left like wow. this. Yeah. I feel my savior's love. I feel yeah. my savior's love. Yeah. And so I, I was not, and it got so bad that they called mom to be my seminary teacher. Wait, it got to the point where they just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. You imploded the seminary class. Yeah. Huh? So what, they switch teachers like midstream or? So I'm trying to remember this. I believe mom was my, I, I'm, I'm going back and forth on whether or not Sister Hardy was my first teacher or my second teacher but mom was my teacher and we had to go to the ward we lived outside the ward boundaries of the seminary we went to so we had to go to the seminary when mom was called to be that ward seminary teacher i had to go with her like you i had to go all the way downtown anchorage to yeah. the chapel building and in the winter time this was in a bad you mean 11th, 11th and e 11th east okay. 11th and e yeah and it was like in that part of town there was a lot of homeless people and so they would just be like rolling themselves up in the mats in the chapel Dude, how could you be a homeless person in anchorage alaska that area of town was not very safe and so every morning we'd pull into the parking lot and i was a big kid for 16 right so the mom would go go make sure there's no one sleeping in the door and so I would have to go over there. Risk life and there were homeless people like rolled themselves up in the rubber mat that like people to like kind of keep warm. Okay. And I would have to be like shoo. <laughs> yeah, like what do you skedaddle? You mean like they weren't in the building, right? No, they, they were, were sleeping outside. in the doorway. Okay. So I would have to be like, excuse me, excuse me, sir. <laughs> excuse me, sir. You need to leave because there's kids coming. So I have to go and like kick them out. Wow. And then mom was our teacher. And then everyone would come and they would open their scriptures and use them as pillows. And I was the only one who wasn't allowed to sleep. And so one time. Mom so you kind of got kicked out of your seminary class. Yeah. Oh, wow. I see. So Sister Hardy's class kept going. Yeah. You just. <laughs> you made it sound like they yeah. quit the class. No. I was oh, asked. You got kicked leave. out of the class. Yeah, I got kicked right, out. Let's be clear. Ah. There we go. I was not a very good person before the age of eight. I would love to hear some of these stories. I wouldn't say that. You just just made some unwise decisions, right? How do you know it wasn't Tara that said, Sister Hardy, I think it's time as the president that I... As the president. As the president of the class, I think we kicked Patrick out. I'm sure she did. (laughs) I I probably deserved it. (laughs) So that was my seminary experience. Mom was my seminary teacher. Now, if you remember, while Pat was in the junior class, if you remember for us, they split seminary because we had so many students... So you and I, when you were a senior and I was a junior, we went to the older seminary class for juniors and seniors while the freshman and sophomore went to Sister Hardy's class. Wait, they split it? So that must have been... No, 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 that's not right. Mom was called after. That is right. That must have been after because you guys were still going to the same building with me. And when you graduated, I was a junior, and that's what mom was called. Yeah, they split. I don't know if this rings familiar, but when we were in Brother Hockett's class up in Anchorage, we met on the airbase in that big, like, courtroom thing where they right. had that huge wooden table where we all sat around it. We were meeting there. It was just the juniors and seniors. The freshmen, like Tara... 
Patrick, all the like Dean Hardy, all the other kids. Yeah, Logan Barrows. All like Lanny came to ours, but Logan, his brother, went there. Just like Pat wasn't in our So you're saying they had two classes going on there. So what happened was when Pat was misbehaving, or so I heard in Sister Hardy's class, they had to split that class. And I don't remember who became the new teacher, but they took like all the bad kids. Brother Albie. Was it Brother Albie? They took all the bad kids and they gave them a stern, I think, a guy teacher. I got moved to Brother Albie's, that's right. And then I got moved to Mom's. and then eventually, yeah, when... It still didn't work, and so finally he yeah, had to go home to mom. He went inactive. Um, <laughs> he's not still active. Yeah. It's tough, though. I mean, going back to seminary, it's an amazing thing. A few things I saw, I remember there was one individual uh, in our high school group who was not a member of the church, and when her and her siblings heard about the church, they started hanging out with us, and they said, oh, seminary? Well, yeah, we'll go to that. They were excited to come to that. Now, here's the rest of us walking in like zombies, and this individual and her family were like getting up and excited to come and to learn and to be in that environment. And I remember thinking, how come I'm not as excited as a member of the church as they are who are not members of the church to meet with a group of teenagers at 6 a.m.? I don't know, something special that goes on. when I went to BYU, I went through the CES training. I was going to teach seminary. Okay. Because you, I, as a profession, <laughs> as a profession, I was going to say oh, wow. as a penance. When I came, or, home, yeah. When I came home off my mission, I was like, I really want to teach professionally, and uh, so I was going through that program. And then they were like, I was like, man, this thing, I hate planning lessons. That's the worst part of it. And the <laughs> teacher was like, if you can't see yourself planning lessons for thirty years, you may you want to choose a different career. And that's when I dropped out. But I did, I taught seminary in New York. I taught seminary in my ward. That was a blast. I mean, I had so much fun teaching those kids. And we, it was early morning, 6 to 7, 6 to yeah. 6.30. And then we went on like a seminary. Whoever got uh, the right, checked all the right boxes through the year with attendance and with scripture mastery, they got to go to Kirtland. And I was a chaperone. Oh, wow. Yeah. My experience with seminary has been very positive, unlike Tom's. Well, yeah. I mean, it ended up going. How did it end for you, Tom? Was there a silver lining? Obviously. Well, I graduated. There you there go. There you go. No, I think I think the teachers really made it. You know, Sister Trago and you know, I knew Sister Messick, who was my first seminary teacher. Well, sisters, I had a lot of them. Not on the bad. Not for a bad reason. We just like had Patrick. a lot of different. <laughs> we had yeah. a lot of different. You were ones. getting kicked out of your class. You know, brother, brother Hockett, and uh, you know, Sister Hart. I was never Sister McLemore. You know, they made it for me. Otherwise, I don't know if I would have kept going you know what's crazy is like seminary has evolved so much yeah they don't do scripture chase anymore yeah, I mean, remember, remember back chase? in the day? Like, oh, yeah. Really? The they don't your, do that? No, they would, like, like, you'd get in the gym, and it would be like the Super Bowl of seminary where, like, these kids were legendary. Like, that's so-and-so from the such-and-such seminary class. He could find any scripture in, like, 0.2 seconds. So, scripture chase, for everyone who didn't experience that, you have 25 scriptures a year that you're supposed to memorize, which you were called a scripture mastery. Yeah. Scriptures. Well, I think they're Master. still they're still there. The but scripture you, mastery is not like, there. Like, it's not required. It's not required. Back then, we would have to memorize 25, and if you did, you got a plaque at the end of the year. You right. You would call them Master scriptorium. They don't do any of that anymore. And then Boo. I know it's lame. And then they had the scripture chase. That was the big end of the year competition to show that you could flex all those scriptures yeah, you memorized. You would, you would have to open. They would give you a clue to the scripture. Be like, this scripture is about two or more witnesses. And you're like, oh, that's the law of the witnesses in, in Corinthians. And then you have to hurry up and find that scripture, mark it, and hold it above your head, right? Because you didn't have any. Like, I remember phones. all the cheating tactics of like wrinkling, yeah, wrinkling pages, the pages. Or like, that wasn't girl, cheating. Yeah, girls would use their fingernails to kind of like start sliding as they were reading the clue. You weren't allowed to touch your book, but they'd like slide their fingernails into where. Or, it was or they go. would like you'd put those stickers, those see-through stickers on your scriptures, and that would like mark the page. So yep, open up easy. That's cheating, man. So yeah, that, did you ever do scripture uh, scripture chases? Yeah, it, up in uh, Anchorage. Yeah, I got killed at that. 
that wasn't even. I was like, wow, why am I? Here? Let me ask I mean, you a harder question. I did you do? Far. Did you read the scriptures when during the year? Or so did you just go to seminary. So Pat glossed over no. scripture mastery. To get scripture <laughs> mastery, you had to read the entire book that you were studying that year. You had to memorize all the scriptures, and you had to get a certain level of attendance. So you had to check all three boxes. Now, technically, I got my scripture mastery all four years, but. There were some days when I was reading through those books where I'm just like zipping through those chapters. Like I read most of the words. There were days when there were years when I got my master scriptorian and I didn't even read. Oh, you lied about it! Wow, wow, yeah. Yeah. Sons of the Father. Did you ever like as during your repentance process? Did you take them home and like you know burn them up or something? No, I didn't repent. So get this: in Mississippi, I would not bring my scriptures out during study hall. Okay, because I would be mocked. Oh, could you imagine taking that up? Public school yeah. study hall is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah in Caledonia. In, in Caledonia, yeah. pulling out my Bible and Book of Mormon and studying in study hall. That would be bad. Bad, yeah, bad yeah, news. That would be a death sentence. <laughs> yep. I would, instead of whipping out the scriptures and in study hall, I would leave school grounds. I would get in the car and I would drive off school grounds and try and find somewhere to read my scriptures. Like like a grove? Somewhere. I would, fi- I would drive... <laughs> I have never heard this story. No, I, I figured I'd share now. So I would either drive to a spot. So well, one of my brothers is a liar about his scripture mastery. I'm a slacker, and you're like truant from school to read yours. Well, we'll no, let, I will let you guess who's who. It was okay to leave school grounds. I mean, I had a car. It was study hall. Okay, it, I wasn't doing it. People knew I was leaving. You, that was an option. What's your which bar you went to to study? I would find a spot that no one would see me. Mm. And so... Um, Give me an example. Well, I couldn't go to a parking lot or anything. Well, I would drive... I would get into the trunk. <laughs> I would find like an old road off Why the side Why don't you just road. go to your bedroom? We lived like three minutes no, from this, the school. Well, no, this was when we lived on the Air Force Base. Oh, towards I, the end. Yeah, okay. I couldn't drive all the way back. Yeah, gotcha. We, we moved. So I would find a spot off the side of a road or in a parking lot somewhere and just read for 30, 40 minutes try to understand all that gobbledygook and then drive back to school and man yeah that's a good did you know you ever did that i never knew you did that i don't know if i, I just lied my way through seminary there you, there you go. go i and did memorize a lot of the scriptures well remember i'm a perfectionist so uh if someone <laughs> says i have to do something i like okay i have to do it robot 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 <laughs> so check that box that's a little bit of a so problem what, for me. What good do you think the seminary program does for the youth now? I mean, we're losing youth quick, quicker than ever from the church. So can seminary be a more effective tool, do you think, in preserving or helping build a foundation? So I'll tell you my theory on seminary, and it rubs people the wrong way sometimes. My thoughts on seminary is when you look at the plan of salvation as to why you're here in mortality, the most important things you'll need to learn in order to progress and become like your Heavenly Father and go back. Seminary is the educational class that teaches you the most important doctrines if you're willing to learn them. So my theory is seminary is the most important class you could take. And it always frustrated me to see people prioritize school sports or school uh, activities or hobbies over seminary. Even there were some parents who were like, my kid can't attend seminary. I'm just going to do the home seminary because his school schedule is so loaded. I'm like, do you understand the plan of salvation and why kids are here on earth? That's pretty harsh, though. It is. It comes across harsh because it's just my harsh way of prioritizing things. But that's my take on how important seminary is like this the kids really need this opportunity to learn and grow and not just that but start their day 
in a spiritually uplifting environment before they have to go slog their way through a school. And that was one thing that did surprise me. As great as it is to have release time seminary here in Utah, it surprised me when I enrolled my boys and or my older son right now, and they don't have seminary every day. It's based on the school schedule, yeah. so he may only do yeah. seminary two or three Wait, times what? a week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it is, so different. So yeah. it, it is release time, which is nice for. They, but the problem is, kids treat it like it's just another class at high school. Yeah, and it's frustrating. I'm like, this is Utah. Like, why aren't we doing it every day? Because we used to tell people. People in California, they're like, well, does my kid really have to go every day to get this attendance, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, only the days they're going to be tempted in high school do they need to attend seminary. Right. For hit, me, hit. For me seminary was just a, a bedrock for me. And the, what I learned in seminary, I, I probably couldn't tell you all the things that, you know, or most of the things I didn't understand, or it formed a bedrock inside of me where my testimony sits on. Mm-hmm. And if I wouldn't have gone to those seminary classes, when they say like in the in the Book of Mormon, when that when Satan sends his shafts in the whirlwind, you know what I mean? Um, if I didn't have that, it would, if I didn't go to seminary, I don't know if I would be where I am now. So not as harsh as my opinion, but still same level I, of I'm going to go with, like, I didn't I didn't feel like seminary was that for me. I okay. don't feel like. Well, you got kicked out, so I guess that would be tough to fill I anything. was ripping buttons. As you were not reading your assignments, cheating your way through your awards, I'd get kicked out of class. You're saying seminary didn't help you, Patrick? Yeah, I know. It's weird. Weird. But I don't know if it didn't help me. It just didn't do the same thing for me that it did for you guys. It gave me a lot of memories, and I remember certain lessons and stuff, but I didn't really catch fire in the gospel till I served a mission. Mm, and, yeah. and I know okay. seminary is a great way to get you ready for a mission, but the mission, I would say, everything you said about seminary, I would say that's a mission. Okay. Like, you got to, like, that's the most important thing you, your your child can do between high school and college is serve a mission. Not because of, like, oh, go, go serve a mission because that's what you do. There's just been study after study that says kids need that grace period of growing up before they go straight from high school to college. And- we should do a podcast on missions. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't. But I want to give a shout out to all my seminary teachers. I'll start with, of course, Sister um, Trago, who's my first. Trigo. And then I've got, uh, who put up with me after that, uh, the Macklemore, Sister Macklemore. And then Brother Hockett. All right, let's get through this list quick. And then <laughs> I know, all the places we've been. I'm the same list. Yeah. Hey, yep. Sister Winsenreed was, she put up with me my senior. I tried to really help her make that class fun and entertaining. And then I realized, oh, all I'm doing is distracting and causing other people not to learn. So thanks for putting up with me. I think uh, mom was my most influential seminary teacher. Sister Hardy, I I, I don't want to give a shout out to her. I just want to publicly apologize (laughs) for how big of a turd I was in seminary. Because I just, you get around your boys in seminary and it just becomes a chaos driven one up who, who yeah. can yeah, who yeah, could who make can somebody laugh, laugh. Yeah. and so I, I i really tested the testimony of the teachers i had including mom we didn't even mention that we talked about what our parents did to keep us active i mean our mom taught patrick seminary i didn't realize that wow I guess. what a yeah. saint yeah. and then i had to get a ride to school just like tom but <laughs> the seminary is a great program to help a lot of kids and whatever there we go. <laughs> and whatever go to seminary whatever go to seminary